Good evening, everyone. Today's daf is Pesach and daf Ayin Dalad. We are beginning a new parak, Ketzat Soylin. So the Pesach tells us, we just read it recently, The way to eat the current Pesach is you must roast it. So we're going to figure out what does roasting mean? What does Roshay Al-Karav Al-Kirbay mean? All these different things. You got the wrong Gemara? Yeah. All right, you know it by heart. Okay. Weiter. Ketzat soilin es ha-pesach. How do you roast the carbon pesach? So the Gemara says, Mavin shapud shel rimon. You bring a spit from, made from the pomegranate wood. The to- not from pomegranate, but pomegranate tree wood. V'toichavoy m'seich piv. You stick it inside the sheep's mouth. Ad base nikuvasa. Straight through from the head, through the base nikuvasa, which means the anus, literally, and the way you actually had it set up, it wasn't, you know, like your uh, barbell. This is my only, uh, you know, your, your bench pressing. It wasn't like that. It was the head was facing the fire, and it was it was not a horizontal. It was it was a vertical, like a shawarma, basically. Correct. Not 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 your yeah. Not a pig roast. Okay. Why? We know that in order. The problem is we're gonna get we're gonna get a lot of details regarding blood and malicha. So. Part of that is when you roast something, you want the meat to drain, so you want the blood to all to drain out towards the head. So it's gonna go through the base of shechita where there's a hole there. As you shot to the animal, there's a hole there. So you want the blood to go out there. So you put it face down, and yeah, that's actually, that's actually how they hang it in a uh, in a slaughterhouse as well. That's how they hang the meat after they shecht it. Okay, I have pictures if you want. Next. Um, Okay, so you used this shapud shell remind. Now, what do you do with the inside? So they took out part of the the bnei me'av to wash it, and you also have the feet from the the, the the shank all the way on the bottom. What do you do with it? So there's two opinions. One opinion is you put it in the middle, just take it and put it inside the animal. We're going to see, isn't that like cooking inside? But that's the first opinion. Inside. You're like stuffing your pig, you're stuffing your say, you're stuffing your sheep with the Kurav of Nemeel. Divrei Rabbi Yosegli there. But Kiba Aymer Kimin that's called cooking. It needs to be Tzliesh. El Toilin, you suspend, you hang it up, Chutzla, outside. You put it like underneath where the, where the mouth, above where the mouth is. That's where you would put it. And that's, that's uh, and it's not going to be cooking inside. Next, ain't selling as a bus, as a pesalea shafur. You shouldn't use a metal spit. We'll see why. Velea sa askla, not a grill. I told me you could use a grill. So the Gemara in Daf Ayin Hei will discuss is the Mishnah's Maisa Lister. It's coming to tell me a contradiction. You just told me you can't use Askala. There's an interesting discussion. We won't get the Halach It's more of a Minog uh, regarding roasting the Zeroah. We do that for the Seder plate. So does it have to be the same as this? You have to use a wooden stick from pomegranate? Or everybody does, or not everyone, but people put it on their, uh, they put it on their burner. That's Askala. So there were those Paiskin that were mafak fake on this. We'll, t- we'll talk about it a different time, maybe, maybe not. But fine, that's just one thing that comes from this Mishnah. Let's keep going. So the Mishnah told us you have to use a very specific type of spit. You're using your wood from pomegranate tree, nothing else. So the Gemara says, why not? And we're going to go through different options for spits. And why we don't? When I see shema techa, just use an iron, just use a metal one. So the Gemara says, "I gidecham mitzasai, cham kuloi." There's a halachic 
then, and it's based on the, the, the Metzias, that when you have a metal fork in the fire, not only will the part that's in the fire get hot, the, the heat will run throughout the utensil. So you have chamik tzasei chamkula. This comes up all over Herodea. When you stick a spoon into the wrong pot by mistake, do I need shishim against the part that you stuck into the spoon? Or do, the, the part of the spoon that you stuck into your soup? Or do you need shishim against the entire spoon, right? It's called chamik tzasei chamkula. We're not going to talk about the Herodea part of it, but the point is actually from this Gemara. The point is there's a concept by metal, chamik tzasei, if part of the metal got hot, we assume the entire piece got hot. And who cares? The inside of the lamb is not getting roasted from the fire. It's getting heated up from the shpud, from the metal. You need heat. You need fire. It doesn't work. You know, you can't microwave your current Pesach. Even though it gets hot, it has to be tzli'esh. You need an open flame. That's not an open flame because it's getting cooked from the inside metal. That metal is hot. That metal is cooking the meat, and the fire is not cooking the meat. Everything's a conduit of heat. You're saying the meat is cooking the other meat. Even the, well, even that, even the wooden, the so we're going to say no. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be that hot. It's not going to be the same heat. You could have, when you have a piece of metal on the fire, you're going to get serious heat even on the inside of the metal. Because But the wood won't necessarily get hot. It could be cold, actually. Yeah, no? Is it going to be the same as, it's not going to be the same heat as metal? No. Um, it, well, yeah. But it will be higher than if it was just hanging on. Okay, that. but I'm assuming you have a cold piece of meat on it, it's not going to get hot. Good. Either way, that's the Gemara. Fine. So next, let's bring from a palm tree. So the there are grooves in the, uh, in the wood. So mapic maya, when you roast it, some of the inside maya, this inside juice, uh, liquid in the wood, it's going to come out. It's going to the water is going to be cooking the meat from the inside. So therefore, it can't be beneficial, so you don't have, you cannot use shell deco. Next. Venice shell teina, what about a fig tree? So I did the mechalchel, there's a hollow on the inside, mapik maya, I guess it collects water and, and, and water will come out. Again, the same concern, it's going to actually cook and not do tzli. Venice shell alun, use some type of oak, shell haruv, carib, shell shikma, sycamore, all these things, they should be fine. The Gemara says, you're right, although it's a solid piece of wood, but I did isbe kitre, it has knots in it, and therefore, you're going to cut off those knots because you can't stick it smoothly into your lamb. And then when you cut, when you cut it, a little moisture is going to come out where you cut it, mapik maya, see the same problem. So the Gemara says, nami what do you mean, a pomegranate? What also has knots? And the Gemara says, shie kitre. And they're smooth, and you could stick it into your lamb, and there's no problem. It was one-year-old shoots that do not have any knots. Yeah, but either way, when you're cutting this wood, there's going to be part of it that's that's uh, cut, that the, the, the incision part, where there's going to be room for water to come out. So the Gemara says, the Mapigle Piskilabar. You use that, that is the part that comes out of the mouth of the lamb, so you don't care that there's water there, because that's going straight into the fire, anyways. Okay. That was the, that was getting into some of the halachas of the Shvur. One more piece here. Masnis and the Lekrav Yehudu, the Tanya Abudu, Armor Keshim Shesha Pushal Eitz, in Nisraf, the same way that Shvushal Eitz. That in an Israf does not get uh, burnt. So he says the other way that the same way the meat you have a cold piece of lamb that's protecting the wood, meaning it, 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 it's a inhibitor, doesn't allow the wood to get hot. 
you have so much lamb on the metal spit, it also won't allow the metal spit to get hot. Amrulecham said, no. Let's assume they're arguing in Metzias, which is not a great assumption, because why would they argue? Just go to the lab. But it seems like that was the Machlechus. If this is called do we say that by metal, or do we never say it? And it seems like Rabbi Hudashitas, we do not say Okay. That was the first part. Again, so we're trying to figure out our current Pesach. We spent a lot of time figuring out which animal, when, where, saying halal, how to do it on Shabbos. Now this parak began, you know, step by step, what are you doing? So we have a shapur, we have our spit, what type of spit? A pomegranate wooden spit, nothing else, right? Nothing else works, not metal, not other types of wood. And you're sticking it through the lamb's mouth. You have what to do with the, the feet. And the insides, either you stick it back inside. The other mandamar said it looks like cooking, or maybe it is cooking. It's going to cook in its own juices in the inside the animal. So you stick it outside the head on the spit itself. And the spit is facing downwards, head down, flames around it or underneath. And that's how you do your roasting of your carbon Pesach. Sounds good. Okay, so is karav. So you put the, either the machlekes was, or basically it says you put the feet inside. And Abakiva said, no, it's it's kimin bishul huzeh toilin chutzla. So Tanya Rabbi Shmuel kareu toich toich. So if you remember from the Gemara Brachos, we spoke about toich toich means there was some type of noise when you were boiling things toch toch. So that's the noise you would get when you roasted the karm pesach. Obviously there was some little cooking going on inside. He held like Rabbi yet you do put it inside. Rabbi Tafan kareu gedima kulos, which we had before. Gedima kulos was a gedi that was that the, the literal translation that there's a helmet, there's a copper helmet on it which sounds like they took parts of the animal and put it outside above the head or really below the head if you have the head facing down. That was called Gadim Akulis. Now once we mentioned Gadim Akulis, we, we had a discussion about that fourth parak, Malkam Shinagu. We spoke about there was a minog in some places to eat sli on Pesach night and some had the minog not to. We have the minog not to eat roasted meat. We spoke about what you could serve for your, uh, on your Seder menu. But in that Mishnah we spoke about Titus Ishraimi, he brought a Gedim Akulas. And Chum were very upset at him. They said, Imoliyata Titus, right? Gazano Alacha Chayrim. So the Gemara says, Tanarabanan, Ezo Gedim Akulas, to us Alacha Blele Pesach Zmanazet. Which Gedim Akulas is Asri? Because it looks like you're bringing the carbon Pesach, right? The, the Chum said it's maybe Kachim Machutz. So how does it have to look? What do you mean? A, a rib roast? That's not going to look like Kachim Machutz. Now, there might be a minute not to eat it, but it's not Asr. So they said, kuluk If you have the whole thing on a spit, you're roasting it together, that's called the Gedim Akulas, and it's also to do because it's nirek, hilu eichel kachim mechutz Yerushalayim. Okay, but nech tachemeno eivah, let's say you cut off a piece, you gave it to your friend, you ate it toyameha, uh, erev Pesach, or nish tachemeno eivah, you cooked an eivah, ain't zeh Gedim Akulas, that would not be Gedim Akulas. Now again, could I eat roasted meat when I had this either? Depends on your minnow. But as long as your minnow gets to eat roasted meat, and it's not a full lamb roasting, Leila Seder, you're good to go. How is that? Because it doesn't look like a full lamb. Because I was nechtach I cut off a shank prior to, I ate some of the, the, the shank prior to, to Pesach, or I cooked part of it. So the Gemara says it doesn't make any sense. Hashta nechtach If you told me if I could just cut off a piece and I stuck it back on the spit, I'm not called Gedim Akulas because it's not, it's not intact. So then it's not, it's not a problem. So for sure, if I cook it, 
course not a problem. So nishlak me boy, what's the chiddush of nishlak? So the Gemara says, interesting. You cooked it while it was still attached. They have a very small pot. You couldn't fit the entire lamb in your pot. You didn't want to cut it up, so you cooked the foot, <laughs> and you left the rest of it uncooked. Now you're roasting the whole thing. So part of it was cooked already. Halacha is, even though you didn't cut it, I would have thought to say it's all attached. It looks like Gedim Mekulos. You know, it's, you already cooked some of it. It's not a Gedim Mekulos, and therefore it's mutter to do that on the night of the Seder. Okay. Now we're going to switch gears. We're going to go from Hilchus Pesach to heavy-duty Chulin Sugyas. So, as you may know, we had this briefly, one of the surim in, in the Tyrus to eat dam. Ki dam hua nefesh, person who eats dam is chayev kares. Now, that does not mean if a person eats blood, unsalted meat, they're chayev kares. We learned it's only dam ha nefesh, that's how we paskin, which means the blood of, of soul, which we said the same blood that's roi lezrika, the blood of the shechita, the dam shechita. After they shechted, the blood that comes out at that moment, there there's an iser chayev kares. Let's say... A person eats uh, a piece of meat that they did not do malicha to. He's eating dam. Halachis, he's not chayav kares. Chayav kares only on dam hanefesh. How do you remember? Nefesh, kares, dam hanefesh. Okay, we're going to see that in Mesathus Christus. It's a Mishnah. We had it previously when we spoke about Zerika. Okay. Now, midaraisa, the stone is to eat dam. Dam tamtsis, any other blood that you find is going to be usher. However, it's only usher to eat dam be'en, when there's blood on the surface of the, of the meat. However, dam evarim, blood that's inside the meat that you don't see, there's no iser midaraisa. No problem. How do I know that? We just had it maybe yesterday, two days ago. We spoke about how the kahanim would eat the chatas. There was a half minute to say, there's the yoytze simchas yanter for all the clients because eating meat of the chatas. One second. They didn't do salting. You're not going to be busy salting on, on, on Shabbos. Right? Halacha is you're allowed to eat raw meat. You wash your meat, you want to eat raw meat, you go to the shlachtais, you wash it, so you get off the dambe'en, and you can eat raw meat, because go for it. Now, if you cut it, you have, there's more dambe'en, it seems like when you chew it, there's not a problem. If you use a knife, you cut it, you have to wash it again, just by the way. There's a fascinating shiloh regarding hooks. If I, when I wash the meat, this is a real CRC discussion. When I wash the meat, where machmer, this money hashkachas or not. When you wash the meat, so then you're supposed to salt it because there was dam be'en. Halacha is, if you use a knife and you cut it after you washed it, you have to wash it again, because we assume there's more dam that's on the surface of the meat. So the question is, that's clearly, that's the halacha by cutting. When you poke a hole by, by a hook, what do you mean you have a hook? So usually there's the washing process, and then you want to put it on hooks to bring it in the conveyor belt to get it to the salting. So if you use hooks, you just made another hole in the piece of meat. You have to wash it again. So some place can say that's not really considered uh, cutting. Depends how you learn the shach. So we at the CRC, as far as I've never, never seen that part of it. But we are machmer that we do not allow hooks after the initial rinsing. When you're doing the, from the rinsing to the salting, no hooks allowed. OK. How did you get there? Hand. Or, 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 or No. Uh, no, so you're, you're doing it. Usually it's, it's usually it's on a belt. So it goes on a belt from the watering. So many times, the, you'd have the workers just hanging it on the hook, then it gets brought to the salting. So I guess when you set up a shrit, you have to make sure that they don't need, they don't need that. It's right in close proximity. One of the things that comes out, well, you'll speak to your father, I don't know. You can make the hole before. What? You can make the hole before. It's fine, you can make the hole before. Why don't you just make the hole yes. before, and therefore... You don't make the hole before, but then you're going to be busy 
you know, like the guys that cut the challah before they, they do Lecha Mishnah? Because they want uh, to not have a half sick, and they're busy five minutes looking for the hole where, where, they, where they cut. So you're going to take a, a side of ribs, right? And there's a hole before, and I'm going to use that hole to put it back up. So the workers going to be like this for 10 minutes trying to find this hole, you know? While wearing safety glasses, it's, just, it's, not, it's, not, it's not practical. But it's, it's interesting, but it's not, not practical. Okay, next. You're not supposed to cut the hole first? Oh, so it seems like you're supposed to cut the challah. The only time not to, according to the Ramah, is Shabbos, because you have any uh, Mishnah. That's when people do it. So most of the Achorinim write that those days, they had this hard, crusty thing. It was like a whole hefzik to, 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 to start cutting. You know, you had to saw, saw the dough. Today, we have dough conditioners. You have good yeast. I don't know, whatever. For some reason, we don't have that problem. So it's more of a hefzik issue then in the hard to have say that. Again, it's still brought down, people do it, it's just funny. That if you, don't, if you can't find it, just don't look for it. You know, if you did it. And on Shabbos, don't make a significant cut, the Ramah says, because you need Lecha Mishnah. Lecha you want a full Shalim. You know, I had a question, some of my kids, they'll eat like some of the, the sugar on top of the challah before, before you cut the challah. So when they, if they dig in, they start ruining your, your Lecha Mishnah. Okay, you gotta, you gotta, gotta make Kiddush quickly. Next. Anyway, so let's, let's go back to Hilchas Dam here. So Dam, that from Shechita, that's the Chi of Kares. Damba and all the other blood is Isra Lav. Once I washed it off, I'm allowed to eat it. So let me ask you a question. Why are we busy salting meat? You told me I can eat it raw. So why do we have all oh, three mashgichim, salting meat, kosher salt, well, right? What are we doing this for? Back in the day, they used to do this. Everyone used to do it in their own home. They used to salt the meat in their own home. So some of the, the Russians told me that their, their parents came to America. They would buy treif meat and they would do malicha at home because that's what they did in the home. They did malicha. So they weren't eating kosher anymore, but they wanted to keep a kosher kitchen and whatever that meant to them. They would buy treif meat from cub and they would do malicha. People used to do that. Anyways, so why do malicha? The blood's fine. Halacha is that even though dam evarim is mutter, but dam shapirish, if it moved, there's an, and it, through cooking it moves, it's asr. The Ramam holds isr deraisa, we pass him, it's only in isr derabon. The dam evarim shapirish, it's going to be also the rabbanon. So what's called dami varm shapirish? So you have, you have a, you have a piece of meat, and you cook it. If you didn't do malicha, even if you washed all the blood off that was inside, that was on top on the surface, the blood inside is going to move around, and dami varm shapirish is an isod rabbanon to eat that meat. That's the only reason why we do malicha. All this whole malicha business, and the Ram holds this the raisa. We hold this only as the rabbanon. So really, midaraisa, you don't have to do malicha. You just wash your meat. You're good. That's how we paskin. Okay. There's another, fine, that, that's as far as that. Now, what if it's not dam evarim? It's really dam be'en, but it's closed. You can't see it. Meaning you're going to wash all you want, but you're not going to access the blood. An example is the heart. Some hold the liver has that, the you know, different parts of the animal. So in those cases, you usually have to cut it before you do it to get the blood to come in. Now, this is all found in our Gemara. I'm just giving you a background before we get to it. One more point that's going to come, out, come up is that there are chute dam, which are blood vessels, I think, that is different than Hagim had to deal with it. In Eretz Yisrael, the Nikar, they just cut it, and therefore, by, by slitting it, the blood will come out through, through Malicha. In America, we actually take it out. We take out the, the, some of the veins. So that's part of the process. Okay. Amar Rabba. Now, we're going to use the Karim Pesach as our, as, as our background. So I'm a rabbi. Hai mulyasa sharia. If you have a mulyasa, which is basically what it is, is a piece of meat that was not salted. And the way you're going, oh, by the way, another way to kasher, very important, very important detail. Another way to kasher 
without malicha is by doing tzli, by roasting. You know that from liver, if you would just roast, you don't have to do malicha. You can take a raw piece of meat and you wash it, make sure there's no blood on it. You do a hadacha, and then you could grill it, and you're good to go. There were some nursing homes over the years that had from people that had a very high, uh, that had blood pressure, they couldn't eat salted meat. So if they would have access to a, to a slaughterhouse, they could theoretically get the meat sent to them without malicha, you didn't need nikar, but without malicha, and then grill it, assuming that people could eat grilled steak, but assuming that would work, you know, because the tzli works. Fine. How does the tzli work? So it says that the dam is mishav shav, it gets drawn out through the ash, through the fire. Most places you need actual heat. A microwave wouldn't work. I'm not sure the truth about kashering liver in a microwave, but the, the heat sucks out all the blood. Just one more thing. There was a business that started a few years ago for a foie gras, duck foie gras in America, not goose, but it was duck. And one of the reasons why they went out of business, between me and you, is that the OU Rabelskis that's how it was Machmir, that they couldn't just you know, throw it into the fire for two seconds. You have to actually have to do tzli. You have to really uh, roast this, because you got to get rid of the blood. By the time you roast it, the fancy chefs are going to say it's too well done. So that's why they went out a bit. Uh, that's just my opinion. But the OU was mocking me. The mamish roast it through. OK. Is raw, is raw duck, you can't. You have to, you have to do tzli. It's, it's a liver. What is the liver? It's a, it's a fattened liver from a, no, it's usually from a goose. They did it from duck, because they had some certain breed. They were doing, it was a Zman magazine article, 27, November 2017. No, no, the, the real chefs eat it raw or slightly cooked. In France, they don't really cook it. We have to cook it, we have to do sleep. So the chefs want it to be a little singed, but uh, it's not gonna help you kashras-wise. So that's why it never really took off. That's what someone told me. Okay. Can it be salted? Doesn't help, by, by liver doesn't help. Liver that's not our sugi now, but yeah, by liver doesn't help. It's too much blood, mole dam. Okay, Amarabba, hai muyasa. So now you have a piece of meat that you didn't do malicha to, and the way you're kashring it is through sleep. But what you did was, you put another piece of meat inside of it. So you have your stuffed lamb, which our carbon paste, right? That's what we're going to talk about for a minute. And you have a piece of meat inside the other piece of meat. So now, do the math. The external piece of meat is going to get roasted. It's, it's, it has direct heat from the fire. The blood's going to come out. What about the inside piece of meat? The inside piece of meat, you could say the heat's going to get the blood to start coming out. But where's it going to go? It's going to go into, into the outer piece of meat. Right? It's sitting in the outside piece of meat. So the Gemara says, I'm a rabbi, sharia. Smutter, no problem. I am a leabai of a kabbalah dama. It's going to absorb, bala means blias, absorption. It's going to absorb blood from the inside piece. You're saying that it's going to absorb blood? Well, it's going to absorb it. It's going to be piloted as well. That since it's being roasted as well, so the outside meat is going to take in the meat from the inside piece. And it will just draw through, and we're not concerned. Kibayla kach polta. By the way, this does comes up, come up in halacha. First of all, let's say you're roasting a bunch of pieces of meat together. Seems like you could do one on top of the other. That's how we paskin. Additionally, if you ever go to a, a chicken slaughterhouse, there's hundreds of chickens on top of each other, but when they do the malicha, you don't just have one piece. Aye, the blood's going to come out from one, go to the other one. So it's a similar concept. Again, we put it on an angle, there's holes in it. We'll speak more about this at a different time. But that's part of the, the cheshman is based in this Kamara. Does it have to be like pretty well done? Are you talking about salting or the tzli? The tzli, machlekes. We hold it has to be, has to be macha ben dursai. Has to be macha ben dursai. Right. Yeah, I don't know how that works. It's not the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. The whole thing has to be macha ben dursai. 
So let's say the outside is cooked, but the inside is raw. It doesn't help. Uh, yeah, prime rib. Fine. Next. Name a Messiah. I bring Uriah. How does this come up? Because our Mishnah. Nice and it's Kravis and Neva Saychai. My time wise, we're not concerned for the blood. Our Karim Pesach. Why are you not concerned that the blood's going to come out from the Karav and it's going to go to the inside? And the inside is going to absorb it. It must be because Kabbalah Kapalta. The Gemara says, no. Amishani Hassan came in the Ikka based on the Machalchel. The way we set it up was you have head down into the fire. There's a base Hashkita, which means the place where they shechted. There's a hole right there. All the blood's going to come out. So you're right that in this case, I'm not concerned. However, in a regular case where you stuff uh, goose with other raw meat, and now you're roasting it, there's a whole pot. It could simmer in its own blood. I have no clue that we're going to be allowed this. So the Gemara says, made of dove. In that case, the, the blood's going to, to drip out. Name Messiah, I'll bring you a riot. It says, Halev, when it comes to the heart, so I have some pictures here if you want to see. The lave, Allah is your, there, there's um, the lave, the heart has, as you can imagine, there's a lot of blood inside. So how do you kasher it? You have to kaira, you have to tear it. I want to see a picture. Maybe you want the next one, you'll see a picture. Halev, the part, you'll, you have to cut it. And then you've got to take out that damba end, right? The same way we said damba end, this is the raisa. It's not damba lua, it's damba end. There's actual blood there. You open up the heart, you remove the, 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 the excess blood that's not absorbed into the meat of the heart. Umaitsi as damai. And you take out the blood. Now, like karai, let's say you didn't cut it, and you, and you roasted it. So, karai l'acha bishul, here it says bishul means you cut it even after you roasted it. Mutter. Now, what's shot? If there's blood inside this heart, now, this used to be a delicacy, and you, and, you, and you grilled it, so shouldn't the blood that was inside get cooked into the heart itself? So, the Gemara says, that it went in and it came out. The Gemara says, shani leiv the shia, the leiv, the heart, is shia, it's smooth, and it doesn't absorb the blood. Some of the Rishonim bring a raya from this Gemara, that glass, I mentioned on the chat, that glass is shia, smooth, and there's no absorptions, when it, no bleeds when it comes to glass, that's how the Shulchan Aruch paskins. He paskins, you could take a uh, treif glass, clean it, use it for kosher, no problem. Glass does not absorb according to some Rishonim, because the shia v'loi bali. It's smooth and it doesn't uh, absorb, again, the Ramah is machmir, but the Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tafnan Aleph, Hochus Pesach, holds that glass does not absorb. So the point is, don't bring me a raya from a heart, the heart is smooth, doesn't absorb. The Gemara says, "Ani v'ha Ravin Sava Taflihu Bar Goizala L'Rav." Ravin Sava he once prepared a Bar Goizala L'Rav. Now, how did he prepare it? He put it in breadcrumbs, old-fashioned, you know, panko breadcrumbs. Again, this wasn't salted yet. He took a whole chicken, Kentucky Fried Chicken, and now he's going to he's going to grill it. Now, he says here. If it tastes good, I'll eat some of it. So you see from here that although the blood should come out of the chicken into the breadcrumbs, and the breadcrumbs should be full of blood, he's still going to eat it. It must be it absorbed, but the same fire took it out. The Gemara says, no, it's very thin uh, uh, flour, and therefore, it doesn't, it's not thick, and the blood could easily go out. It's not going to be uh, infringed on that blood going out. I have a Ravik Lebe Reshkalusa, the Tafule Baravaza. Rav was once by Reish Galusa, and they made a goose there. Omar, he said, Eloi de Chazise, de Zik, Zuzachivale Alchimine. So it's a similar concept where it was, it was breaded, and he ate it. He said, The reason why I'm eating it is because 
Eloy de Chazise, the Zik, in the sun, when you cook, you can look at the, the liquids, the, the oozing out of it, you can see if it's ready, right? There's different things you look at it. It was clear like glass. That's, that's what it looked like, the liquids coming out of the meat. But if it wasn't like that, and it was red, I would not eat from this chicken. Now, if you hold my area kizig, why do you care? That, why do you need the liquid coming out of this chicken to be clear? Meaning, because otherwise I would assume the blood stuck in the breadcrumbs. Even if it's red, but the fire took it out. Now, by the way, what's the background to this is, Sometimes people ask a shy alone. This happens once in a while. You go, you're buying a piece of meat, and you see if they use a white tray. Most of the kosher companies switch from white trays to, to dark trays for this reason. Because people ask a shy alone for some reason, right? You have a white tray of meat, and you picked up your piece of meat, your London Royal, and you see blood. Tray, dam, right? Halacha is, it's not a problem. It's actually from this Gemara, giving a raya. It's called mahol ba'amma. It's just a leftover. Halacha means it's not called dam. Once you have malicha done to it, it's not called dam. And you have red liquid, we're not concerned. So you're allowed to eat it. So I'm saying that's one of the reasons why a lot of butcher shops stop with the whole white trays. These black trays, like uh, other halachas, no kashas, okay? So, so, uh, good. So, very good. Uh, and then, so what do you see from here? He's saying if it's true that polta, even if you saw red in the breadcrumbs, I don't care. It's mahol ba'alma. It's like the bottom of your meal mart tray. I don't care about that red. So it must be old. We don't say polta, and I have to look. I have to see this taka blood there. So the said, no, hasam bichivarta dishar. That case was a thick dough. It was like a beer-battered chicken, and it was a thick outside, and the blood couldn't just leave. And that's why the shara—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's hard, and it's not going. The blood's not going to escape. Now, how do we pass? Can vehilchasa to smida? If you have fine flour, bein asmik, bein loyasmik, shari. Whether it's the, the the juice coming out is red or not red, it's mutter. The chivart, if it's white, izik zuza chivra. If it's if it's uh, clear like white glass, it's fine. Shari v'loy aser. The shark kamachem other flour, breadcrumbs, asmik, asr, lay asmik, shari. It's very interesting. Let's say you're making a barbecue and you got meat that didn't have malicha to it for some reason. Can you put uh, barbecue sauce in it? Can you put spices on it? So it will depend on how you learn, how you f- figure out this maskana, this gemara. Okay. Hi, mulya. So back to that case. You have a meat inside another piece of meat. Manda asar, the one who asks is a filu puma latachas. Even when, when the mouth is, is towards the bottom, even though there's a, there's a way for the meat, the blood to drip out, he still asks her. That's the way Paskin, that meat on top of other meat, we say, even if the blood went in from, from one piece to the other piece, since it's all being roasted, the meat's going to come out. We say the same thing by Malicha, you have meat on top of other meat, all the blood is going to drip even out. Even if it's the upside down, and you're not. Again, it has to be roasted all the way through. So, oh, but he's saying even if you're, you twist it where the, the, the place where you shaft it is not on the Yeah, top, correct, top, correct, top. right. If it don't mean you're right. You might, you might think that I'm only going to say it's correct. I'm only going to say it's permissible even only when it's down. Kamashmo, no, even if it's yeah. not going against gravity. We're right. Still right, because we're not, because exactly, the hatter is not because the blood's going to just tr- fall down. There's hatter of kibboyla kachbolte, the way the bleas are going. By the time this thing is fully cooked, or a third cooked shach, you know, machleke shach taz, once it's cooked to that amount, we assume all the blood left. Okay, umtza, you have a raw piece of meat, and beye, which means 
the testicles of your cat of your steer, right? and you have arteries, usually the veridim of the dam. If someone wants to see pictures, by the way, if you have uh, we have pictures, anyone that wants to see this, actually I have a deer if you want to see this. Okay, good. Okay, it used to be a delicacy, huh? Bait say sure. What? What? Yeah, people eat this stuff? Denver. By kosher? No. Oh, no, you couldn't make a kosher. You have to do all this, all this process. Okay. <laughs> Very good. I didn't know you were here. Okay. Rav Acha. Okay, fine. So, please, Rav Acha Ravina. So, now, Bechol Tarakula, in all of Shas, Rav Acha goes Lechomra, Ravina Lekula. Ravina goes Lekula. Behilchasa. We always pass like Ravina Lakula, the Bamehani class, except for these three. The Rav Acha Lakula, Ravina Lakhurma, these three halachas of Umsa Bey and Mizrake. Although Rav Acha is Lakula, Ravina Lakhurma, we go, we'll be Mako, the Hilchasaka Rav Acha Lakula. Now, again, Hai Umsa da Asmik, you have a piece of meat that there's a, there's called Dam Nitzraba. There were some pictures of chicken. You, this sometimes happens by chicken. You, can, you, 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 uh, you open your package of chicken and you see. There's a big blood spot on the chicken. So what do you do? If it was chatre, now if you're in the in the slaughterhouse, chatre, you slice it, umoche, you do your regular malicha, and you're good to go. Meaning there's a concern of congealed blood, and it's not going to come out through basic malicha. We're concerned for dam be'en, so you slice, you make cuts in it, and hopefully, and, and that will work. Now. Your consumer, this is a little, we don't have time for this. Your consumer, you look at it, you hope there's actually a slit there. But if you see a, a congealed piece of blood, you should take it out before you cook. Once you, if you cooked it, there's a halacha, do you need kadei klipa, kadei natila, you'll ask a shayla. Fine. And usually it's not blood, but, but there are times where you're going to see a, a thick, like black and blue, that, that is going to be blood. You have to make sure it was either sliced or cut it out before you cook. Now, if it's black and blue, by the way, next to a broken bone, you have a shiloh if it's actually a trefa chicken. Not so common. You don't have to check, but if you do check, it, you know, you'll speak to Yankee Roberts. Okay. Now, if you look there, then you're even allowed to cook it. You don't have to do malicha. You don't have to do any, anything more because it was already had good malicha. Now, shafte b'shavuda, or if you put it on a, uh, on a shvud, shari, it's mutter because made of doyiv, that the blood's going to draw out. Achte, a gumre, but you put it on coals. Literally put it on your, your barbecue grill on, on the on, in the charcoal. Pliba Rav Acha Ravina if Machlekes Racha Ravina Chad Aser Vechad Shari. One says it's Aser, one says it's Mutter. What's the deal with these coals? Man, the Aser Mitzvah Summers. He holds that it's so hot. The coals are so hot, it's not going to allow the blood to come. It's not going to draw the blood out. It's like sometimes you sear a piece of meat, it, it congeals the whole thing. If it's on a lower flame, all the juice comes out, right? So hashtag you know recipes for grilling. You want to get your 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 grill really hot to get that outside sear. And it keeps the juices inside. And Mandashari says, no, Mishav Shav will still draw out the blood, even though it's very hot. Vilchasa Mishav Shav, we're Mako Mishav Shav. What about the Vchin Bey, these uh, testicles? So, Chatchinu Umalchinu, you have to, if you cut them and you did Malicha, so then it's good. You buy it in your butcher shop and enjoy. If you look there, Shayan, Natalina Bishafuda, or if you roasted it, as David Spar said, you know, brilliantly, Shayan, it's Mutter as well, because made of Dayav, the blood is going to come out. However, Atchin. You put it on coals, same achoikis. It's going to shrivel, it's going to congeal it. The blood's going to come out. One more thing when it comes to the arteries, 
found in the neck. There's a, another Gemara in Chulin, and based on that, you have Mir as I said before, the Israeli, the Artisrael Nikor, and the American Nikor, what to do with various arteries and veridim. Do you have to slice them? Do you have to pull them out? But the Gemara here says, all you need to do is cut them, you slit them, and you salt them. I feel like they were sorry, no problem. Talia um, Beshvudo, or if you roasted it, base the with a tie. As long as the base shchita is the the tie, the place where they cut the the, the shchita by the neck is towards the fire. Shari because made of dot. However, achte agumre, if you put it on coals, same ach like as pliba achav ravina chadasim chadshari man the aser mitzvah samis. It holds that it's going to shrivel it. The, these arteries and man the shari mishav shav. It takes out the blood. So we're making again mishav shav. Okay, one more gemara. Hi umza the asmix. This gemara. So sometimes you want to read Gemara and you want to learn with Rashi because that's our Messiah. On the other hand, we do not pass like Rashi and it's very difficult to understand where Rashi is coming from. So we're going to try to, to go with the Taisvis and the Shulchan Aruch's Mahalach and the, the Sugya. So you have high Umtza, if I remember. high Umtza the Asmik. So you have a piece of meat that there is a uh, congealed blood. So, and, um, let me get the, so what you did was Chalye Aser. Well, you, Chalye means the, the vinegar. So what you did was you put a, you took a piece of meat, a raw piece of meat, and you, you stuck it into vinegar. So, what's going to happen is, there's an assumption that vinegar will close off the blood from coming out. And it will stop any blood from, from going. Now, go back to what we said in the Hakdama. Dame varim, blood inside the meat. Once I, once I, once I wash the meat, there's no iser deraisa. There's no iser abarim either. You can eat raw meat in the base of Mikdash. They used to do it. When I cook it, the blood's going to move. It's called dam shapirish. There was a way by doing what we call chalita with vinegar. It was actually brought down to do with hot water. This was discussed in nursing homes. If you could do it for sick people, not doing salting and they can't eat steak. So can you do chalita? One of the ways the Gemara says that you could do it is through vinegar. You soak it in vinegar, and that should stop the blood from coming out. Now, if... Now, you did this. However, there's red stuff still coming out. So Allah is aser. Because if it's red, then we assume the vinegar didn't do the trick. But again, if you look at Rashi, you look at your articles, it's not the pshat that, that they say it, but very difficult to understand the pshat. Loi asmik, if it doesn't look red after soaking in the vinegar... Chal you are indeed allowed to even drink the vinegar, okay? Now, either way, the meat is fine. You can still roast the meat. Let's say you messed up on the vinegar uh, uh, attempt. Okay, go barbecue it. You made vinegar didn't work now. The question was, what about the vinegar? Is the vinegar fine? So if it's red, you can't. If the vinegar is clear, shari, uh, if, if it's lay asmik, chal yashari. Now, even if you didn't, if it's not red, the vinegar is still asr, because there's going to be some streaks of blood in that vinegar, and the vinegar will always be asr. My father, which is amemar, he would drink this uh, vinegar that wasn't red, he was not concerned of what you just said, he wasn't concerned. He would swallow this. He said, So he said that if you had vinegar that you already used once to do chalita, I mean, you used a raw piece of meat, normally they just shafted it, okay? It's kosher meat. 
They didn't do malicha yet. They washed, you washed it, no damba in. You want to send it to the nursing home. You asked the Shiloh, big place, they told you it's fine, but you have to do chalita first. Well, how do I do chalita? I soak it in vinegar. So I use this vinegar once. Now I'm cheap. Can I use the vinegar again, the same vinegar? There's actually a Shiloh in, in Shochanah. I can use the same salt over and over in a slaughterhouse. You cannot. So can I use the vinegar again? So there's no. Yeah. Well, if it's clear, that's the question. It says, Sulay Tani Chalabi, it's not going to work. Forget about if it's clear or not. It lost its potency because it was already used, you know. Sigmar says, Maishna Michalamatma, how come this weak vinegar, the Chaltinen Bay, you said you could use it? Sigmar says, Hassan, by the, the Shvacha vinegar, Isay Lekiu de Peribene, that, that uh, it didn't totally lose its potency. It's Shvach, but there's still something to work with. But Hacha, once it already. Uh, was used, the sharpness of the, of the vinegar is no longer found, is no longer seen in the, in the vinegar, and therefore, it's not going to work to do this chalita process. All right, yes,